Hello, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of our Winning Women podcast. I am so excited for this episode because I am joined with Christine Butterfield, per usual. And we have such an awesome guest on today. This lady has just like always been a second mom here in Oklahoma City. She's always been someone that I have felt comfortable with. The moment I met her, she welcomed me in like one of her own when I like barely even knew my way around Oklahoma City. I moved here about four years ago. We are joined by Kelly Lizenby, and she is a fabulous woman here. And I'm just so excited to dive into everything that you have going on. She's someone that I love to follow along with on social media because she never shies away from supporting women. She never shies away from speaking her mind. And like, that's my type of person. So Kelly, hi, and welcome on our podcast. How's it going? Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, of course. We're pumped to have you. And Christine, you were saying that you haven't even met Kelly in person, right? No, I haven't had the opportunity to meet Kelly. Um, obviously, I just started kind of working for the station officially back in November, and things are still kind of in like the COVID-esque, uh, you know, all the procedures and stuff. Yeah. So I haven't been able to kind of get to know like everybody else's people um, that they do on a normal basis from my own company, which is crazy. So, but like, I see Todd sometimes, which is uh, Kelly's wife, cause he works for the station. I Kelly's see Todd, <laughs> um, oh no, so sorry. <laughs> Kelly's husband. <laughs> I'm so sorry, sorry. I, can't, I cannot believe I got those pronouns mixed up. Uh, but I see him around, uh, but I hear so many great things about you, Kelly. And of course about your amazing cookies that you make, so. I'm glad to officially meet you. <laughs> yes, so lovely to meet you too. Um, I am uh, by nature a hugger. I wish I, oh, I'm just gonna pretend just to bring it in for the real thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, Madison, oh gosh, so precious. We met on accident um, at a store and I, we both, it just clicked who she was and who I was. And then we just, it was, Fantastic. I love when you get to meet people that way. And so um, I just love that Madison has been a voice, you know, in OKC and for women. And um, we just need that so bad. So I'm so glad that there's some women in that station. And, I, you know, I know you're no longer doing radio, but um, I just uh, it's so great to have you for a little bit. And Christine, I'm so glad you're there. Oh, thanks. Oh my gosh, absolutely. You know, Christine is yeah. We need all those strong female voices. Yes. Yes, yeah. all the strong female voices. And like, I I greatly admire Christine because she is, Christine and I, like, we clicked when we met because Christine's very, you know, she, she holds her own. She knows how to walk her path, but she also knows how to like, you know, branch out and inspire and impact other people along the way. And I just admire that so greatly. So when we started this podcast, like, I, I've just been like amazed watching Christine evolve, like into a person, into the person that she is today. And so, wow, we're getting so mushy on this podcast. It's so <gasps> wonderful. Excuse me while I cry. Oh oh gosh, mush is real. <laughs> All the virtual hugs. Virtual hugs. Who oh says women are too emotional? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're kind of showcasing that, but Kelly, we're so happy to have you on. And I kind of wanted to give you uh, just the starting point to tell our listeners what you're into right now, just what's going on in life, maybe what you're doing for work, and then we can just kind of go from there and talk about your life. Oh, for sure. Well, I, I just recently changed jobs. Um, I've 
fulfilling my dream of working in a professional kitchen. It's so exciting. I am working in a breakfast restaurant. Um, we do also do dinner, but I'm working the breakfast shift. So it's early mornings. It's um, quick turn and burn. You know how it is with breakfast. People want to come in. They want to eat. They're hungry. And so it's a whole change. And, you know, talking about, you know, just being that kind of person that you're talking about with Christine, that she's coming in and she's inspiring people. And it's, it's, gosh, you know, you just, you do want to do that. And I feel like that's the goal with my social media is just to let people know, especially through the the weight loss journey of just not letting people, you know, get down or get discouraged in that. And then I have to remind myself of that as well, because I'm, I'm only five weeks into this new professional journey and, um, just reminding myself that there's so much to learn in the kitchen and so much to learn as a coworker in that space. And then also being a girl and being surrounded by a lot of men and navigating what that looks like and not taking things personally because we, I, I say we, I tend to take things very personally and um, just knowing that it's not personal, it's just direct and I, it's tough because I'm a very direct person. So then I feel that I should be able to take that kind of uh-huh. conversation. Yeah. I, yeah. I struggle with it so much. <laughs> no, I totally feel you. And well, first of all, I'm happy that you're finally kind of getting to follow your passion and be in a kitchen and feel like you are finally kind of getting in this career path that you feel so connected to. I think that's fantastic. Um, I will be honest though. My only, uh, I guess, insight in what it's like to work in a kitchen is from the movie Ratatouille. Like, I don't really, uh, really know what that's like. I've never worked in a kitchen. So like my idea of that is kind of um, Colette, I think is her name, the one girl in that kitchen. Um, And she's, you know, just like a badass. But from how loving you seem to be, I'm sure that it's kind of a different um environment for you and how you deal with that and you kind of talked a little bit about it uh just now but do you mind kind of expanding upon what it's like working in a kitchen for I mean me but also other people that might not know really what that environment feels like yeah I mean it's just I'm it's noisy it's hot it's chaotic it's it's the best place I've ever been it's it's really great I mean you just there's there's just so much anxious energy um that I carry around and that it has to have a place to go and having a cookie business was a great place for that energy to go especially because we started our business in the pandemic and having a a cookie delivery service was was an excellent avenue for us in the the middle of time when you couldn't be face-to-face with people. So we were porch dropping off to people or people were picking up from our porch. And so, um, you know, that that anxious space had somewhere to go. And in the kitchen, it's just just so fast. I mean, especially Saturday, Sunday mornings, there's so many people. People have plans, they have things to do, they come at a certain time. And it's just, it's just five hours and it's just packed full of people and trying to get things right and trying to do them well. And it's just, it's just a big game with yourself. Can you feed people well, quickly? Mm -hmm. And 
it's so great. <laughs> I love how like you will say like all these stressful scenarios and then be like, oh, it's the best. I love it, you know. It is. I mean, yeah, it is. And I, you know, I came from 10 years in the medical field and it's just, it's almost that same, um, it's just that same run. You're just running. Um, and obviously it's not life or life or death at this point, like it is in the other field, but it's just, I don't know that I would be okay in a, in a field that wasn't high stress. I, I, in the last five weeks, I've slept better than I've slept in the last two years. And I had a desk job the last two years and I would wake up all the time at night and just have all this fidgety energy. And when that energy doesn't have anywhere to go, you just wait, you just wake up with it. It has to go somewhere. And I think once you, especially gosh, for women taking that time out to really decide where you belong, where do you belong? Not where, not where you, are you supposed to be a teacher or are you supposed to be a lawyer or are you supposed to be a hairstylist or are you supposed to be a radio host or, or what are you supposed to be? What really fits with who you are? And I think women just now are really getting that space and freedom to decide all of that. Yeah, no, I, I think you're so spot on with that because I, so I'm 25 and I have gone through probably like one of the most random like strain of jobs because before I got to the position I'm at now, right now I'm doing social media at OU and I, I love it and it is kind of a desk job in a way, but like I get to be interactive, I get to be creative. So it's fun and I find little ways now, especially that Oklahoma weather is starting to appreciate us and cooperate. <laughs> um, I can actually like go on campus and do some stuff for that as well. But, you know, beforehand I was working at the radio and doing a little bit of, you know, stuff here and there, but I was also working in retail and that mm -hmm. was something that didn't, I don't know, it didn't like light me on fire, but it, mm -hmm. it kind of like what you were talking about with high stress, like a little bit of high strength situations. I felt like I actually did sleep a lot better because I was getting all of that energy out because I was constantly on my feet running back and forth. I was working with jewelry. And so talk about some high strung people because they love their jewelry and they want it exactly the way they want it. So there's always that. But then beforehand, I was working in athletics. I was doing some like secretary work in like a law firm in high school. So I, I love what you said, Kelly, about just you know, women are starting to get to a place in life where they feel like they can find their passions, they can chase after them, and it's okay to do that. Mm -hmm. And what I've learned in my short, like, short experience, but I've only been working for maybe, like, seven, eight years, I, I really haven't been working as long as a lot of people have. But, like, what I've learned in that time so far is that it's okay to kind of experiment and to hop around a little bit until you find what you love to do. And like you said, you were in the medical field and now you're doing culinary. And I think that's so cool because that there's nothing wrong with kind of, you know, testing the waters a little bit and seeing what you like. And um, when you were talking about that, you talked a little bit about your cookie business. And for those who don't know, Kelly had this like amazing cooking business and they were just making cookies in the middle of a pandemic, one of the darkest times that we've ever known. And what makes people happier than anything? Cookies. And so can you talk a little bit more about where you guys got the idea from for that? And like, where did that, you know, what was kind of the catalyst that kickstarted that and put that idea in your head to go forward with? Well, I think it was a couple of things. Um, one, we were just, we were just bored. I was bored. 
And so, you know, like Doubletree has a famous cookie. If you've ever stayed at Doubletree and you check in, you get the warm cookie, right? So good. And, you know, there's several, uh, you know, famous cookies. Can you make, you know, homemade Girl Scout cookies and things like that? And I just thought, why, you know, let's just make our own cookie. Let's just try it and air it. And like the first oatmeal raisin cookie I made looked like a scone. It, it looked like <laughs> way, way too much flour, not enough oatmeal. You could barely like, like you, you couldn't bite through it. It was off straight to the trash, hockey puck, awful. Um, but then um, when we got it like pretty good, we I just started making cookies and I would just take them to people's porch and drop them off as like a cheer up with like a note. And then someone just like casually that we had dropped them off to, I think, I think it was my friend, Emily. She was like, Hey, uh, I gave one of your cookies to my mom and she wants to buy some. And I was like, that's it. I'll just make them for her. like, she doesn't even buy. I don't even know how much to charge her. Like five dollars or something. Like what's it cost? David, $10. Um, <laughs> like, I don't even know what to charge her for these. No, like I'll just give them to her. Well then like it just went out. And so someone said like, Hey, you should put it on Twitter. Like, $15 a dozen and just do it. And so we, we did the math and like add up how much it costs. And I was like, I mean, yeah, we could make money doing that. But also like a lot of Todd, the other part of it was a lot of Todd's financial opportunities went down the drain. You know, he covered a lot of high school sports in the spring and they were right. done. I mean, right. nobody, even, no basketball tournament, no big house, nothing. Mm -hmm. It was like, if we don't find a way to make some money, we're going to lose our house. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, cookie business literally saved us, saved us. Oh, yeah. We'd be living back home with one of our parents. If we hadn't had this business, we bought our name, made a website and we've, you know, like I said, we first start, put it on Twitter and people just, I mean, dozens upon dozens upon dozens a week. I mean, like a nearly a hundred dozen in the wow. first couple of weeks, it was insane. And uh, people just have been kind and supportive of it ever since. And, um, you know, I feel like we put out a great product. I feel like we put out um, a product that is consistent and made with a lot of thought. Everybody's dough is made for them. And only our dough only makes a dozen. So that's your dozen. And so um, I think people really appreciate that. And I think people really love the delivery part of it. I think people love the convenience of it. I think people enjoy having somebody to look forward to. I think mm -hmm. that they enjoy putting in an order and knowing in two days or whenever they decide um, to get that delivery um, and for whatever occasion it may be, whether it's a birthday or someone's coming to town finally after not being able to be seen for over a year. I just think it, it brings back a lot of joy that people have been missing. So it's been, it's been really great. Yeah. And I think a lot of people in the pandemic, you know, faced a challenge of, you know, whether that was, you know, the possibility of losing their house, the possibility of losing their job, like everyone went through something and you, and people had a choice, either they could kind of wallow and they could figure like, okay, this is just the time that we're in. And I just need to, you know, like survive. Or they said, you know what, let's try something different. Let's shift. Let's do something that's creative and fun or try something I haven't done before and see if it works. And I think it's great that you and Todd are able to come together and really, you know, build this business from the ground up and have it be something that you really enjoyed. And that gave joy to other people too. I think that's so huge. And like Madison said, cookies just 
make everyone's day better. And I, I want the people to know these aren't just like, you know, your mother's homemade cookies. Like these look professionally done. Like the artistic work and the icing that I've seen on these cookies on social media. I'm like, okay, Kelly's for real. Like this is no, she's playing no games here. They look so good. So I want to know what is your favorite cookie to make? And then what do you think is the best cookie that you've ever made and or had? Oh gosh, this is, this is like picking a favorite child. It's impossible. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going like what's available all the time, it's the peanut butter cookie every single time. I always want the peanut butter cookie. It's just our regular dough with peanut butter chips in it. And it's so melty. It's, nice. it's perfection. But like season, our seasonal cookies, gosh, I mean, you can't beat a pumpkin cookie in the fall with Ooh. that fresh grass and the smell of football and yes. scarves. Mm, mm, I can mm, already like I can already taste mm. it like all the smells and the taste is coming here. But I don't I don't know if you know this was a big so last year whenever all of us were kind of covering the thunder for like a few months together there was a huge debate because they would put out all these spreads for dinner you know like there'd be chicken mashed potatoes whatever and they would have desserts and they would have like chocolate chip cookies and one time they had oatmeal raisin and madison that's that girl's cookie right here. out it is her favorite kind of cookie which is so um controversial actually and my thing is not my favorite not my favorite but I think they're really good. I'm, I'm not even going to front. So you know, good. they're not, you know, uh, oatmeal raisin has a time and place. It's got a time and place. I really, th you know, if you needed an excuse to have a cookie for breakfast, the oatmeal Ooh. raisin is the way to go. It's, take. Oat, it's raisin, it's brown sugar. You, you know, you're basically having that anyway. So, I mean. Put it in a cookie I'll form. Take. Put it in a cookie and you can do it and it's fine. I've done that before and I haven't felt guilty about it. There's no shame. No shame at all. But yeah, I mean, our springtime cookie, I think we're going to do this next month is lemon. And it's also one of my very favorites. It's got a, a powdered sugar dusting on the top. Um, kind of like a lemon bar, but in cookie form. Like a lemon bar, but in a cookie form. And oh, amazing. Um, we pulled that from my mom's lemon pound cake recipe. My mom's got this, she's an incredible baker. Um, and my granny was also an incredible baker. I remember her making <laughs> drop biscuits at like four in the morning, yes. sipping her coffee, which she always drank just coffee. She'd never put anything else in it because she was oh, a bird. Yeah. But my mom and my granny, both incredible bakers. And, um, yeah, my mom's living pound cake. She makes it in this huge bunt pan. It flops out perfect crumb and she puts this lemon glaze on it and then all this powdered sugar on the top and it just, oh gosh, no problems. No problems when you're having a slice of it. That sounds amazing. And I will be putting in like five orders of those because I love <laughs> lemon and I like no one in my family likes lemon. And so I am the only one who ever is like, Hey, do you guys want to make like lemon cookies or lemon something or these anything that's lemon flavored? And they're like, no. And I'm like, all right, yeah. well, you know, okay. More for me, but. You know what? They probably hate Christmas and puppies too. And it's their loss. Yeah, I'm like, okay. So you guys are the Grinch. It's fine. But yeah. Hey, don't front on the Grinch. The Grinch is cool. I feel like I relate to the Grinch super hard. But the best way. The Grinch is misunderstood. Me too. Me too. It does gain a heart at the so, end of the 
Loki, so I won't hate on him too much, but... Like, I think Scrooge is who you're going for here. Oh, he, Scrooge had a bad childhood. He can't help it. You know? Oh, my God. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree strongly. This is a conversation for another time, Christine. It's going down. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. We'll debate later. <laughs> we'll debate on this. We'll take it to Twitter. That's what my boyfriend always says. Anytime we disagree... <laughs> We take it to Twitter and he has won every single one of those. So it's fine. But Kelly, you were talking a lot about how you started putting it out there on social media. And I think like Christine and I both know because we use social media so much for our jobs and you know, we're young. So we like to, that's how we interact with people who aren't always here and then the pandemic hit. So that became a very prevalent thing of uh, communication and reaching people who were across the world, like, or not across the world, but like my best friend lives in California. So I haven't seen him in like two years. And so it's just hard and social media makes that stuff possible. And so we were talking about cookies and how that kind of catapulted from social media, but something else, and I kind of said this at the beginning of the podcast that I admire so much about Kelly is social media has become this way that she she's not afraid to stand up for what she believes in. And I, I greatly admire that because I sometimes find myself, I want to get on there so bad and just be like, hey, I like this isn't right. Or I want to, you know, back up things that I believe too, because I feel like everyone deserves to have a voice. And sometimes I find myself shying away from it because I get so scared of what people will think or, um, you know, what my job will think. I don't know, just silly stuff like that, that really shouldn't matter. And then Kelly's out here and she holds her own so well and she's professional about it. She's not afraid to, you know, clap back at people who kind of snark at her. And so Kelly, just, I want you to talk a little bit about, you know, what you feel you use your platform for and how important that is to just, you know, stand your ground and be very firm in your beliefs and not shy away from any kind of controversy. Because I think through controversy, if it's healthy, then I think growth can come out of that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, whether we're talking about, you know, we live in a very conservative state, which is fine. Um, it, you know, it is what it is. We live where we live. And I'm not a very conservative person, but I grew up in a very conservative family. And it's, um, you know, it's not about being this side or that side. It's just about being um, on the human side of it. And if someone is being left out of the conversation or not being brought to the table, then we just need to make the table bigger. And so it should always be about just making the table longer. And when I was starting my weight loss journey, it just sort of felt, um, you know, you feel like you're at a table alone and social media just made the, again, maybe just made the table so much bigger for me. There were so many people that reached out to me and, um, so supportive. And I, I just, I don't think it matters if people are your next door neighbor or live a thousand miles away. There's people that I conversate with often that do not live here. And I I just can't imagine my life without them. Um, I wouldn't want it. And so social media, while it can be a dark place, it can be an ugly place. People have definitely been, you know, rough and tumble sometimes um, because they don't agree with what I have to say on Twitter or um, even like one person on Instagram asked me, on one of my weight loss posts, they said, you know, like, why just, why'd you let yourself get so fat? And it's just like, well, valid question. Uh, and here's the valid answer. You're so much nicer. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, I don't even know. If, I don't think that's a valid question. What? 
I mean, I, I know that sounds. I, mean, <laughs> I know that sounds like. Well, how dare you? But I mean, like to be honest, like if you're really asking the question, like if you're if you're really being, if you're really shining humanity on it, and you really want to know, like how how did this happen to you? I'll tell you. I'll tell you the answer. Now that requires a lot of vulnerability. And Madison, you know, if you are just, you're so young and at 25, I would not say probably most of the things I say now, simply for the reasons that you've already stated. And at this point at 36, almost 37, I don't give a shit. I mean, I don't, I'm, I have a job that I love and I have my kids and I have my husband and what are you going to take away from me at this point? Like you can't take anything away from me. Um, I guess you could call my job getting fired if you knew where I worked, but I specifically don't say where I work on social media for that reason. I mean, you just, the people only have the power over you that you give them. And so if you want to say something, say it and people are going to disagree with you. And you know what, if you believe in it enough, then it's not going to matter. It won't matter. And you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of space on the internet for healthy discourse. That's fine. I'm happy to debate. I'm happy to say that I'm sorry. I'm happy to say that I was wrong and rethink things and, and shift thought. That's totally fine. But if we're just gonna, to stab each other, to stab each other, I'm not interested in that. I'm, I'm happy to learn from you. And you're, if you're happy to learn from me, that's cool. But like, I'm just going to sit here and fight with you all day. I don't have time. I have three kids. I have a full-time job. I have a business to run. Like I don't have time to, to fight with trolls on the internet. So just make the, make space for the conversations that matter. That's really the advice that I would give to you as a, as a 25 year old woman. If you feel that the conversation is just a bait, then exit block, exit, go. But if you really feel like someone's trying to have a real conversation with you, have that yeah. for sure. So many wise words were said. Like I, I wanted to like dive in individually to like every single one of them, and I wish we had that time because Kelly, like, ev- like you know, you would you would say it like you know you said make the table bigger, and I was like ooh, and then you were, and then like you just kept going on all these great ideas and thoughts about social media that just kind of stick with me now. I've kind of like taken aback for a second, but I I really applaud how strong-willed you are and how passionate you are about, you know, being outspoken about your political beliefs, showing your weight loss journey, because I think like when people post stuff, especially fitness related, it's a very vulnerable place for a lot of different people. And so for anyone to comment negatively about that, I think probably shows more about their insecurity than yours, because you're showing, you know, like, you know, let's say you lost like five pounds. That's huge. And for someone to, you know, like even try and tear that down, it it never makes sense to me because everyone is, you know, at a certain point in their fitness journey, that's their journey. Like everything should be applauded because they're trying. So frankly, like I'm so, so happy to hear that you're continuing to post these things and continuing to find the joy in it and okay with being that vulnerable and knowing that you might not get that positivity back. I think that's so, so admirable. <laughs> like, I seriously applaud you. So what kind of got you started in being this outspoken force on Twitter and um, on your social media? Well, I, I didn't think it's, it's not like, a, I guess it is a choice. I mean, I, do, I choose it, obviously. <laughs> um, but I think you just get really fed up let, letting the other side have all this volume and it's just noise. 
And, and in knowing that there are so many people like, gosh, I mean, if I could go back and be 25 again and have, and, you know, just a, a chorus of women in front of me um, who were just letting me know, like, it's okay to be who you are. It's okay to have this feeling. It's okay to not get married. It's okay to not have kids. Cause so much of that is just hammered into us, especially here in the Midwest is get married, have kids, settle down. No, no, I don't want to. I want, I, I want a life. I want a career. I want all, I want other things. I want to travel. I want to do all the things. I'm not saying that like, I'm upset with how my life turned out. My life is not great. I'm an incredible husband. I have three great kids. Um, I mean, Todd's all right. Um, I mean, like he's, he's okay. <laughs> he's pretty great. Um, no, we do. I'm sorry. I'm joking. <laughs> he's, he's wildly supportive and incredibly kind. And it's not to say that like, you know, marriage isn't difficult and that everything isn't without, um, you know, everything great you, you've built and earned. You, it's not just like it happened. Um, and so we have, we have a fantastic marriage because we've, you know, really put the work into it and it's not always been easy, but, um, you know, I think you just get so tired of hearing that other side that you just snap. I mean, it's not always a bad thing, um, but um, yeah, I mean, you just, you just get sick of it, get sick of it. Yeah, I'm so on board with all of that because I'm like you, I, I get sick of stuff and I always feel like if I see something that I think is just going a little, like a step too far, I think that it's perfectly okay to use your platform and just kind of not necessarily knock them down, but I think- no, call it out. Yeah. Stand up for yourself. Like hold it out. It's not, and it's not even just sticking up for yourself. Sometimes, sometimes it's stepping in for other people who normally don't or wouldn't step up for themselves either because they don't know or they're unsure or, you know, I mean, just, I just, gosh, we've just, it's Jen Hatmaker. I saw Jen Hatmaker live and she told this incredible story about female elephants and um, female elephants, when another female elephant is out and is in, is either in labor or in distress, the other female elephants will come around it and surround that elephant and kick up all this dirt. And it is supposed to, uh, keep anybody who would try to attack that vulnerable elephant is to keep them away. And I, and she talked about doing that as other women. So taking someone who is vulnerable in a moment and surrounding them and just kicking up all the dirt you can for them. And I think that that's exactly when you step in for someone or you pat someone on the back or you send someone a message or you just, or send them a tweet that says, you know, great job, or you're doing so well, or congratulations. Um, you're just kicking up dirt for them. And I have this elephant necklace that I bought from you and um i wear it on the hard days to remind myself and i've given them out to some um women in my life to just remind them like hey girl i'm always kicking up dust for you and um you know my mom has one my sister has one and i just think that if you live in that space of like you're always kicking up dust you're never just letting it settle you're looking out for the ladies in your life and even the ladies that are not always at your immediate side um you're gonna be fine that's so awesome i love that elephant story so elephants are my favorite animal and so <laughs> i like love them even more now so that's so cool and kelly before we wrap stuff up i just wanted to give you a chance to just say 
you know, your, your closing message for women, just a way that you hope to impact other women, impact other people in general, and just uh, make a mark here. And then also where can people follow you so they can see all of your awesome content? Oh yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, I don't know that it's awesome, but I mean, I'm, um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, um, at Kels with a Z, K-E-L-Z, W-I-T-H-A-Z, um, on both. And, um, I mean, I think that that elephant story is really just the big wrap up. I mean, that's really the motivation for, um, for all of it. And I, losing weight can be a very isolating journey. Being a, a small business owner can also be a very isolating journey. And I don't want anyone to feel alone. I want, even if you just feel like it's the one person that is on the other end, um, that is with you. Um, I just think that it's so important for people to feel like they have a connect and, um, and a tether. I'm happy that people have been that for me. And I'm I try to be that for others. And um, it's incredibly important to provide it. And it's incredibly important when people do that for you. So um, when folks have done it to me, I've, I let them know how appreciative I am of that. And, and I hope that I've uh, been able to be that for others in a place when they need it. Oh, there's no doubt that you have. There's no doubt in my mind that you have. And we thank you so much, Kelly, for coming on here and just letting the haters know what's up. You know what I'm saying? Like you are just such a force to be reckoned with. I love everything you're doing and I cannot wait to buy some really good cookies because I think you're, I just think you're incredible and everything you stand for is great. So thank you so much again for coming on here and blessing us with your presence. I don't even, (laughs) that that sounds so silly. It sounds so silly because it just, this is just who we are, but it's so, I'm so glad you guys had me. It's lovely to chat with two funny and kind women. There's nothing, uh, nothing better than gathering up the ladies. So I appreciate you guys inviting me. In.